Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite-only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, were they just dreams or could they be premonitions? This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Hey, if you have a real ghost story, share it with us. You can call it in at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. If you would prefer to have an ad-free version of the show and advance episodes and access to the archive, become a premium subscriber. Do that through Apple Podcasts. You can also sign up through patreon.com slash realghoststories or ghostpodcast.com. I'm Carol Hughes and Harper is with me today. Hello, hello, hello. So because Harper is 11... We normally, you have school during the day, so we normally record on the weekend. But now, tonight, we're recording at night. It's 7.30 at night. But you're in your room, and it's so dark in there that like it looks like you're out at some campfire or something. And you've got this cool jack-o'-lantern light. You have the dream room. No, but it you. is so dark, I can hardly even see your face. And then I have a candle going that smells like um it's that pump it's that like pecan waffles from um Bath and Body Works. That's just like my favorite scent. Well, anything that has any connection to fall, I would think would be your favorite. Oh yeah, definitely. Because this girl loves fall. Mm-hmm. I live for fall. What about when it goes into winter? Hate it. That's okay. Which is it? Love it. You love winter too? Yes. But then you gotta like spring because that's kind of pretty, right? I, spring's okay. I love watching everything come out and start flowering and budding. I think that's I, exciting. I, I love, I love like the flowers and stuff. But fall, it just has like a special place in my heart. Yeah, because as we're recording this, we are officially one week away from Halloween. Yes, which means I even have like a little miniature pumpkin here, so. And last time we talked, you were talking about you're going to go trick-or-treating in your neighborhood because it's, you know, high-value treats in your neighborhood. But you were talking about you going with a group and you guys weren't sure what you're going to wear. Did you decide? Yeah. Okay, what are you going to do? We are going as, like, various, like, Halloween-like slashers. Oh, that's fun. Um, so one person in my group is going as the famous Michael Myers. Another one is going as, um, Jason. Uh, I'm going as Freddy Krueger. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a real fun night. You're like the slasher squad. But that's like the main idea right now, but we may like change it up because like, 
Cause like it's always it's always like that with my group. Cause like we have like a main plan and then we all kind of like change it up at the end, last minute. Boom. So I haven't bought. So I haven't like truly like got my costume yet. So we're so we're like um changing. So just in case like in case we like we change it up or something. It's just the thing um is with my group like we are very we're all very indecisive. Tell them it's time to make up their minds. Let's go with this. Yeah. Well, I, we've got this story and they mention you in this story. So I shared it or I saved it so I can share it with you. Okay. And, well, I really want to hear it now. Yeah. And I know I'm going to screw up the pronunciation of her name. So she says, hello, my name is Okami or maybe it's Okami. I'm not sure, but I'm going to one of those. I'm, I hope I'm close says, I have a few short stories. Before I begin with the story, I just wanted to say thank you for making this a safe place to talk about ghosts. I love the spooky tone you give in the beginning of the podcast and would recommend this to you guys out there who are new to this podcast. Now let's jump into my ghost stories. When I was 14 years old, I started to get weird dreams. My first one was about me going to a new school because of problems with my IEP not being met. Okay, so you're in school. Do you have an idea what IEP is? And let me Google it. Okay. Do you know what it means? I don't know what it means. And but then again, I don't have kids and I haven't been in school for a really long time. So I don't know. IEP? Uh-huh. A written plan specifically designed to meet a child's learning needs. Okay. The dream I had had to do with a real close friend who was non-binary. In this dream, they were showing signs of depression, which they have a history of depression. The funny thing was that it actually happened. But that was not the only time. When I turned 15, I had another experience where me and my friends joined us to go to the water park to hang out. But the part I remember, I was looking outside in the vehicle And something happened. I can't quite remember because it's hazy. But then I said, I remember this from a dream I had last night. Have you ever had that happen where you've got that weird feeling? Like you had the dream and then kind of parts of it play out in front of you. Have you ever had that happen? Like lucid dreams or something? Kind of, but more more like a premonition. Like it happened in your dream and then it happened in real life. Maybe oh, not. yeah, almost yeah. like a, I want to say hallucination, but I think like more like a like a dreamt of uh, vision. Yeah, I'm not even sure if that's a thing. But that's I don't know, I'm but I get it. I get where you're coming from. It said I. She says I still get these dreams rarely, but I've learned to take it as a warning and hopefully try to change before it happens. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. My next experience was so freaky that it's ingrained in my memory. The story starts when I was 10, when I was in bed. I remember that the room was dark because it was my bedtime, but I was still awake. I usually lay on my right side because I was afraid of the dark, but I rolled over to look in the hallway to see a young girl in white, dirty, and medieval looking, and she was looking around and looking in my dad's room. I got scared, but I kept watching. She came back out of his room and did the same thing. So I tucked my head under the covers. Little did I know that it was hovering over me when I uncovered my head. 
Now, actually, that's that. Now, that's something I would not like to see. No, that's terrifying. And then the next sentence says, I covered my head and fell asleep. I don't imagine it happened that quickly. I would imagine you would be laying there terrified for a little bit. At least I would be laying there terrified for the rest of the night. Because something hovering over you, that is not right. I can't do stuff like that. Mm -mm. Like, if it's that close to me, I just can't. No. Even waking up and seeing a little girl standing outside in the hallway, that would freak me out. Let alone hovering over you. (laughs) Right. It's like, you shouldn't be hovering. Well, because, like, taking, like, hovering is a little bit of an extreme. Right. (laughs) It's like, you scared me enough just standing uh, in the hallway. Extreme (laughs) extents. And I wonder, like, why? Why would it need to hover over you? It's like, come on, man. I almost want to know its intentions or why it's there. God, every time I glance up at you, you look like you're sitting next to a campfire or something. (laughs) It's, like, kind of freaking me out. Okay, the next could be from the first one, because I remember that I was stressed and I was going through depression myself. It started when I just moved to Florida with my dad, which was last year during winter break. My dad's been trying to get me back into school since I was a sophomore, and I can't take care of myself because of my genetic disorder that causes me to have a mental delay in my academics and social skills. She is going through a lot. Oh, yeah, and ghosts and ghosts on and top ghosts. of that. I know. I just want to give her a hug. Yeah. But anyway, again in bed, and I was still awake, and the door just started rattling. This might be debunkable, but my dad could have pulled a prank on me. But he was at his desk for one. For two, I would have heard him laugh if I turned on the light to make me feel better. And three, he would have ran to his room, which is impossible because he would have to run without making noise. I turned on the light, as I said, and it rattled even harder. That would also freak me out if the door's like mm, rattling, rattling. Now, these last stories were from my mom or my friend. When I came back from Florida, which only lasted for six months due to things not working out with me and my dad, I started going back on walks. I think that's a very positive thing. My mom told me three stories about three different spirits. The first one was when she was in bed. The spirit, which was also a shadow person, would take the form of Kermit the Frog or Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz. It was trying to get my mom to hold his hand, which my mom refused to do because she was freaking out. What would be scarier, like seeing a shadow person or seeing Kermit the Frog or the Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz? And not alone, like trying to hold your hand. I feel like... It's a little bit much. Boundaries. You know, you don't get to come into my personal space. Like we just met (laughs) y'all. Right? But do you think it would be scarier to see, like, some kind of shadow person? Or if you saw a Kermit the Frog that's, like, alive? In a There's just something, like, deeply wrong about seeing a Kermit the Frog. And the Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz. I don't know which one of those I'd find more terrifying. And Probably the Scarecrow. Or it's like the Scarecrow from Wizard of Oz just, like, deeply, like, unsettling. Like, even in the movie. He's pretty unsettling. I'm with you on that. The next one was a more kind spirit that loved to pull pranks. That spirit would take things from her, so she would ask the spirit, by the time she came back into the room, her object would have to be returned. 
When she came back into her room, the object she wanted was back in the center of her bed. That's a very, that is a kind ghost. It's playful. It's taking things, but it's also putting them back when you ask. The last one I think Harper would like was when my mom walked near a closed door. The spirit would play with a doorknob and flicked the handle up and down. I don't know that you would like that. Why would I like that? I know, because that's terrifying. The last one was from an adult family friend. In this story, she had people renting an apartment room on top of her. I'm going to say on the next floor, not literally on top of her. These people were not considerate of others. And the reason I say this is because the dog would poop on the carpet and the owner would throw it away over the porch to the ground and it would land where my friend would sit to get some fresh air. Why am I talking about this? It's because the people renting the apartment were bringing negative energy to my friend's apartment complex. The friend then had to cleanse her apartment with anointing oil and she burned frankincense. She even noticed her behavior was different, so she was clearing the negative energy. For a little bit after the call with my friend, I was also having the same problems. I was always angry and very irritable. I was lucky to go to my friend's apartment. Me and my friend talked about what happened and we were trying to clear the spirit away from me. And when we did that, I saw it go to the light and it also asked for my forgiveness and I accepted it. I noticed it was the spirit that bothers me when I'm stressed. I showed her God and told her to go with him. After that, all the pressure was lifted. That's good. Yeah. You know, because some people are tormented for their whole lives. And so maybe, you know, this is going to be good. It yeah, says, and like most, and most people don't really know how to like get rid of that. Yeah. But you will love this last part. It says, thanks for this podcast. And I wanted to say that Harper makes this podcast entertaining. Here's what you're going to love. Turn on the light so I can see your face. Or okay. Turn on your, on. get next to your light. Because this next line made me laugh and it's going to make you laugh. Hold on, let me just... Okay. Stand up. You don't have to turn... Oh, there. I also like her average personality. (laughs) (laughs) I I do love your average personality, Harper. You cannot be talking. You're more average than me. (laughs) I know, I am. But I love that other people acknowledge that you're average, and so yes. am I. Because <laughs> we just never want to disappoint anybody. If we stay average, yeah. your your expectations are lower. <laughs> yes. Just makes our lives easier. That made me laugh. And then it said, I also hope that her dream to become a true crime detective comes true. Are you oh. still wanting to do that? It's more so ch- uh, changed the route to um, stand-up comedy. Oh, now you want to do stand-up comedy? Yes. Oh, my gosh. You're a brave girl. You are so brave. It says, thanks for having me. It ends with thanks for having me, and I hope to write in soon. So I, actually, I really that, like that story. That whole story kind of ends in a very positive way. Yeah. You know, it's like she's been through a lot. And, you know, I hope that maybe she can figure out the schooling or get her GED or something because you're going to want that. But I hope things kind of turn around. Yeah. Because I, I love that last part was that it, the, 
The spirit that bothered her when she was stressed went away. I like that. Yeah, it ends on like a very like heartfelt note almost. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. Well, you want to hear another story? Yes. Here it is. Hi, my name is Lauren Lopez. I love your podcast. Um, I'm in Southern California, so I have an interesting story about the RMS Queen Mary. For my birthday, my boyfriend, he, he got me, uh, we, we got a hotel there, and he took me to Dark Harbor, as well as we were going to spend the next day, that Sunday, on the ship. Um, so we had a great time. We went to Sir Winston's, we went to Dark Harbor, um, and we were staying on B-Deck, which, which is actually the most haunted deck on the ship. Um, so after Dark Harbor, we were kind of tired. We wanted to explore the ship until, like, the late hours of the morning. And um, in the end, it was midnight, and I was like, maybe we should probably call it a night. Um, since the ship was closed, we asked an attendant to help us get back on the ship, and he actually told us to go through um, another deck, which is actually closed off to the public, uh, which is, I think, around where the second-class um, uh, individual stayed back in the day. So... Uh, it was a little creepy since we were the only ones walking around. Uh, but in the end, we were able to find our room, and uh, we were getting ready for bed. So when I got ready for that bed, I put my uh, my chair facing me so I could lay my dress and my nice shoes down since we were at a really nice dinner. Um, so we fall asleep, and automatically I, I wake up at 3 in the morning, which is automatically a horrible sign. I, I just did not sleep well the rest of the night. And I was like, oh, God, this is really uncomfortable. I just I just do not feel right in this room. Um, so just in and out of sleep for hours for, you know, I, I was awake almost every hour on the hour. So one time I wake up and I actually see someone sitting in the chair. And I, I never had an experience like this before. You know, I, I you know, usually kind of shy away from it but I was just like this isn't happening um, so whatever shadow that was sitting in this chair stood up and had his arms crossed and folded and he was staring down at me this individual had you know a, a white shirt that was um, uh, folded up to his elbows um, suspenders and a hat on um, kind of like a beret style looking hat so by then I was terrified um, and I just was comfortable in that room. So I was awake until seven thirty, eight 8 in the morning, didn't sleep. And then my boyfriend says, oh, hey, let's go explore the rest of the ship. So I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> so we're walking around um, and he actually got uncomfortable vibes around B340. I didn't really feel it. I didn't really want to go in after my experience the night before. So I was like, let's just continue walking around when there's more people. Um, so we're walking around and then towards the, uh, ship, the part of the ship where the engine room is, there's like a little museum. So we walked around there. Um, and then we started going down into the engine room. So to go down into the engine room, there's kind of two floors that have escalators. So by the time I got down to the second, um, part of the escalators, I just felt like something was following me and I was super uncomfortable and then I really felt it right by this door, and I was just like, "Okay, I, I I'm done. I've, I've, I'm, I'm done with my experiences." <laughs> so um, my boyfriend knew I was uncomfortable, and then I finally I snapped him. I said, "I'm done. I will see you at the promenade deck. I did not want to come down here. I was just super uncomfortable, and I just snapped at him." 
Um, so finally we went up to the promenade deck and I knew that we had the hunted encounters tour. And I said, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going on that tour. We have to go back down in the engine room. So it took him roughly two hours to convince me to go on this, this, uh, this tour. Um, and I didn't know any history about the ship, but I guess where I felt super uncomfortable was where that engineer died, um, through the watertight door on door 13. Uh, which was very, very scary. But I'm happy that at least I knew, okay, there's, there was an answer why I felt uncomfortable. In the end, I would say the scariest thing is we went back on the ship later later on, a few years later, and my boyfriend, well, now fiancé, had an EMF reader. And the scariest thing was he went to the B340 room, didn't really receive a lot of paranormal activity on his um, EMF reader, but we went to the room that we initially stayed at, and it was red hot. It was just high spikes, and it, it had very high reading. So, you know, it could have been a dream. It could have been real, but um, I would say it's up for you to discuss. I do have other, you know, encounters on the Queen Mary, but I thought I'd share those stories with you. And um, I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Harper, what do you think about it? Oh my gosh, I love Queen Mary's stories. And the fact that they went back afterwards is truly just crazy because I know I probably wouldn't. Queen Mary's like a one and done thing for me. <laughs> I'm with it as the, I do want to go there though sometime. But as the oh, yeah, story definitely. was starting out, I'm thinking, man, that would be so cool. That sounds like so much fun. And then when she woke up in the middle of the night and saw somebody sitting in a chair, I'm like, oh, hell no. I'll go for the tour, but I don't know that I could spend the night. Yeah, I definitely don't know I could, like, and then <laughs> spend the night either. Um, especially, like, with all the, with the reputation that ship has, first of all, with um, the B340 room and all that stuff, with, and then you see something in your room that's just, there's a, there has to be a line of, Okay, this place is okay to stay in. Okay, this place is good for just a tour. <laughs> exactly. Now, do you... Because at the very end, she kind of sounds like she has talked herself into, well, maybe it was a dream. Maybe I didn't really see that. But I don't know. There's something different about waking up and seeing something versus dreaming about it. Yeah. Usually, and sometimes dreams can be confusing because sometimes they can seem like they really happen. Like a sleep paralysis event can definitely feel like it's really happening. But I that don't and know. Sometimes you wake up. That and sometimes, like you wake up inside of a dream. Yes, yes, I've done that. But she I've done laid that there many aw- times. But she laid there awake, and so that's how real that was to her. I think she saw it because she described yeah. it like to the hat arms were crossed everything oh yeah i definitely think she saw it too man i'd have been waking up my boyfriend <laughs> like wake up wake up wake up wake up i would have left him behind i would have been out of there instantly <laughs> i but then i could i'd have been too scared to get out of bed if i would have ran oh my god that was i still want to go there i just don't know that i want to go there and spend the night <laughs> i'll take you with me oh we need somebody really brave with us. I don't know. Kathy's pretty good. She's pretty good in a crisis. We could take her. Yeah. Just in case we get scared to death. Although Kathy will leave with us if we have to. Mm-hmm. She will go. So it's always good. 
Hey, if you have a real ghost story, we want to hear it. Call it in anytime, 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. If you become a premium subscriber, you will get commercial-free shows. You'll get advanced episodes and access to the archive. Do that through Apple Podcasts. You can also go through patreon.com slash realghoststories or at ghostpodcast.com. And for all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, thanks for listening.